I'm 46 years old and I have finally learned how to work out smarter so I can master my metabolism. And guess what? I'm sharing that with you today. I'm determined to bust up the whole myth that you have to starve yourself and then torture yourself in the gym to boost your metabolism and get some results. Let's stop the insanity. This is ridiculous. We have a special guest to give us a unique perspective on exercise so you can work out smarter, not harder. It's part two, how to master your metabolism without exercise torture. The key word here is torture. That's our hot topic today on the Healthy Harmony Podcast. Hey there, welcome to the Healthy Harmony Podcast. I'm Jennifer Pickett, your host, your health coach, your friend. If you're ready to tap into the healthiest version of you so you can live life with confidence and intentional harmony, then my friend, you're in the right place. As a dietitian turned functional medicine health coach, I'm here to walk beside you and show you how to take control of your complete health, body, mind, and soul. I want you to live a life you not only love, but a life where you're truly thriving. This podcast is real talk about real life. Simple, realistic strategies that will leave you feeling empowered as we dive into physical health, mental, emotional health, and spiritual health. Because addressing these areas equals intentional harmony, aka happiness, fulfillment, and confidence. Let's do this. If you've been around a while, you know I love to give you gifts. So I have a new freebie for you, a gift to equip and encourage you. If you're a mom and you're in survival mode and you feel like your health and your life is spiraling, then this is for you. The top five habits for the spiraling mom to gain inner peace and total control. You can access it by going to bit.ly forward slash peace and control. Again, that's bit.ly forward slash peace and control. You're gonna love this. Our guest today is a personal trainer and a functional strength coach. Kaylee Burton attended the University of Texas at Austin for applied movement science. She is a former University of Incarnate Word D1 collegiate soccer player, and Kaylee is the founder of Built by Intention. She firmly believes that we need to bring intention back into our lives, especially with health and wellness. I am really excited um, about today's guest because this is a personal friend of mine uh, and she is my trainer. Uh, she is my personal trainer. I've known Kaylee Burton and her family for a very long time. Nani, her mom, is a dear friend of mine and I've been working out with Kaylee and I, I've got to tell y'all, I could not be more pleased with my results. I'm definitely leaner. I know I'm getting stronger and I'm more flexible. So I feel like Kaylee's kind of my secret weapon. Um, I feel energized. I look forward to my workout. So I wanted to share my secret weapon with you guys. Kaylee, thank you for joining me today. Thank you. You're my hype girl. 
Yes, I am. So we are a we're a good team, and we work out most days together. Uh, me and Kaylee and Nani, and we have an absolute blast. So, uh, so today we're just going to kind of chat about that. So today we're letting y'all we're letting y'all into our conversations that we have almost on a daily basis. So this is going to be fun, right, Kaylee? For sure. You're the best. We love having you over for coffee and training and good conversation. It's so much fun. So much fun. This is what it should be like. I mean, I, I look forward to our workouts. Like, it's just been amazing. So I want us to, like, I'm going to ask you a tough question right off the bat, because what I discovered very quickly about you is that you take a very different approach to exercise. And so when you started sharing with me that you believe more in functional movement and not this traditional notion of exercise, it got my attention because of my background in functional medicine. So tell me, what do you mean by functional movement? Yeah, so functional movement is pretty much just attempting to mimic the demands of real life. I mean, if you're looking into the definition of functional movement, but It's basically your training for life. You're training so that the physical demands of life aren't so so hard. So think about walking upstairs or getting into or out of your car or just getting up from the floor, carrying groceries, moving furniture, things like that. There's a lot of things, the older you get, there's things that you can't do anymore. Like you can't jump up onto a bench or whatever, but like just think about carrying groceries. Um, Yeah. Think about your grip strength and how a lot of people, they can't carry like a heavy bag of groceries. That's just real life. And so whenever we go into the gym, we're getting you stronger. We're getting you more mobile so that it's so life is easier. So you're stronger and you can handle life. That's pretty much what functional movement is. See, I love that. And I think as women, sometimes we have this pressure of we need to look a certain way and we need to be like these freaking Instagram models and like that's not happening. We're moms like we just like we want to be stronger. We do want to get leaner. But like there's all of these demands that we have throughout the day and we want to feel good as we try to accomplish those things. So I love that definition of functional movement. And honestly, like that's just it's kind of common sense, right? For sure. I mean, we'll go back to vanity for a second. I think that anybody that says they're not training for vanity is fooling themselves. But, <laughs> but you're we, right. You're right. <laughs> we have to we have to switch the conversation and get it away from you know just burning calories to think about performance. So, yeah, I mean, you're performing in your life. You want to be better at what you do in life. You want to be a better mother better sister, a better coach for your kid's soccer team. And that comes with physical demands. So that's what we're doing in the gym. I love it. Oh, I love it. This is, I mean, this is what works. Now, you have been really candid with me about your experience in college and what you've learned in college. You have, um, you have been studying applied movement science and you've, you've indicated just some discrepancies. So like, let's get into the controversy, girl. Like, tell me what you've learned and like what you've seen in that whole world. I'm curious. How long do we have? (laughs) Yeah, really? (laughs) We've got the next three hours. (laughs) We would use it. We would use it up. Um, You know, whenever I started off, I went, I started off at Incarnate Word in San Antonio and I was playing soccer. And that's, 
I mean, it was a Division One soccer. Like, that's what I was going to college for, um, just to play soccer. Um, and when I ended up, you know, transferring to UT, I, I had already been training with a trainer in San Antonio for a couple years. And he's where I got all of this foundational, you know, functional movement stuff. He's where I learned most all of it from to start off. And then, and then you have to do your own um, research. But when, so when I went to UT and I was learning, you know, just very worldly things, you know, just things that you're taught on Instagram. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, um, I kind of already had a, a foundation of what I knew to be true. So coming into UT, it was pretty easy to like pinpoint all of these, um, for lack of a better word, wrong things. Like I knew what was right. And so, you know, the phrase, if you don't stand for anything, you'll fall. Or if you don't stand for anything, you'll fall for everything. Yes. Yes. So, I mean, it was kind of, it was much easier for me than most people to kind of be able to see whenever something didn't make sense or something was super outdated. But to tell you the truth, in college, you get a very broad um, education. Like, so I was doing applied movement science. And so that's like exercise science pretty much. But the amount, like the percentage of courses that you're like truly taking on like fitness or nutrition or even coaching, um, it's like 5% of the courses that you're taking, right? You're taking all of your basic classes. Yeah. And then I even took like a sports marketing class. Like, so it's very broad. And to tell you the truth, it's not necessarily that they're teaching you wrong things. They are, but it's more that they're just not teaching you enough. They're not getting deep into anything. Um, and that's whenever it's up to you to do your own research. It's up to you to do internships and, you know, certifications if you want. But um, I mean, I remember in one of the classes I took, it was, it was touching on nutrition and it's just a super outdated food pyramid talking about, oh, yeah. um, yeah. I've you seen know, that. like the wheat and the grains and the bread and carbs and, and it's not necessarily that that's bad. It's just, it's, it's, you know, not the whole picture. And so that's confusing to people. It is. I'm, and I'm glad we're talking about this. Um, and I'll tell you, I experienced the exact same thing. And I'm amazed because as I've, I've gotten further away, because the years are passing by, as I've gotten further away from my traditional training as a dietitian, I've noticed they, wait a minute, they're not updating anything. We still have, we're still holding to these very antiquated notions. And that's why I wanted you on here today. Like, let's bust through some of these myths so that women can feel better and feel like they're in control of their health and actually see a difference when they're making some effort. So that's why I'm so glad you're here. Me too. Okay, so let's talk women's metabolism because this is this is the hot topic that we're discussing right now. We're trying to master our metabolism. Our listeners heard about this last week and we have this whole myth of let's eat less and move more if you want to lose weight. Like that's the only way to go. So when it comes to exercise, is it possible to over-exercise? What is the sweet spot here? What do we need to know with exercise and metabolism? Yeah, so, of course, you can definitely over-exercise. Um, that's the short answer. 
the long answer is, I mean, it's going to be different for everybody depending on their, you know, where they are in their fitness journey. Um, so if you haven't been training for a while, then I would say, take it slow, uh, you know, go for walks and then get in the gym. But, you know, honestly, I like to do three or four training sessions a week because we need to think about, um, don't think so much about moving more. Think about how do you feel? So if you're in the gym and you, after you get out of the gym, you feel good and like internally you feel good. That's a great sign. Yeah. But if you're, if you're training, you know, six, seven days a week and it starts to get to become kind of disorderly, I mean, that's when you have a problem, but you'll, you'll know those kinds of things by (laughs) how fatigued you are, how hungry you are, if you sleep good. Um, They're just key points that people need to focus on. And the whole myth of eating less and moving more. Um. God, that just makes me want to rip my hair out. I know. Me too. Me too. It's it's just like um, in college how they give you the very basic answer, but then they don't really give you more. Yeah. Um, so I would just say we need to focus less on calories and focus more on nourishment. Yeah. Nutrients. Preach it, girl. That's what I say all the time. <laughs> so obviously, yes, calories will impact your weight. I mean – that's, you know, scientific. That's what a calorie does. But a calorie from a Skittle and a calorie from a broccoli are not the same. And I'm nobody's going to convince me otherwise. Right. You have some people out there that are very strict on the calories in, calories out. Um, but also, we need to remember that abs are not made in the gym. They're made in the kitchen. So eating good and then moving every day but it doesn't have to be high intensity every day. Yeah. It just has to have a purpose. I mean, we can go, we, you and I go for walks with the dogs all the time. Yes. And it, that, which is a little a bit of chaos, of chaos, right? I mean, we'll just, <laughs> we'll just disclose that right now. Us taking our, a total of four dogs for a walk is a little bit of chaos, but it's fun and it's movement and all movement matters. We definitely haven't learned our lesson because <laughs> no. they've been crazy every single time. But yeah, I mean, just walking. And sometimes you come over and we just do mobility. And so a lot of, honestly, a lot of the training we do is pretty low to moderate intensity. Yes. And then, you know, three days a week we lift heavy and we do some sprints. So it's just learning when, learning your body and knowing when you can push it and when you can pull back. I love that. And several key things you said there that I want to emphasize you focused on us listening to our body. And so I talk about this every single day. It's that aspect of mindfulness and listening to your body. So if you're doing something for exercise, how do you feel the rest of the day? How do you feel after that exercise? Do you feel invigorated and ready to go? Or do you feel completely depleted? And I know I've made that mistake before, and I didn't realize until probably years later, that I was exercising so hard and I was having some other health issues. So I was completely depleted. I was really stressing, putting additional stress on my adrenal glands. And so that's why I'm so glad we're talking about this aspect of over-exercising. And I like how you encouraged our listeners to take it slow. 
all movement matters. Like start off by going for walks and just making movement a part of your daily routine and making it fun. I mean, walking the dogs counts. Even though sometimes we call it a snip instead of a walk, it still counts, right? Um, So I think there's so much you said there. And I want us to really start unpacking some very specifics because I think as we get into what is the most effective thing to boost your metabolism. If someone's focused on weight loss and they really want to boost their metabolism, there is this controversy between cardio and strength training. So out of those two, what is the the most important uh, when it comes to boosting your metabolism for a woman? Yeah, before we jump into this question, I want to go back to just for a second, back to the whole, you know, myth we were just talking about over-exercising. Yeah, yeah. I think we just need to remember that what you're doing in the gym is meant to enhance your life outside the gym. Oh, I like that. It's fun for me personally to go hard in the gym, go crazy, lift really heavy. But then, you know, if you get done and you need to take a nap, like a three hour nap, and you're just exhausted for the rest of the day, um, that might not be helping you be a better mom or a better whatever your job is. So you it just needs to fit your life and you want it to make you better. You don't want it to knock you out for the rest of the day or, or hurt you or make you sore for a week. Um, yeah. And I've done that before. And that was, um, I was, I'm going to confess, Kaylee, I was intimidated when we first started working out. Um, I was, I was intimidated just because I knew about you and how you're very strong. You're extremely knowledgeable. And I was like, Oh my goodness. This is, I don't know. First of all, I thought she might make me feel bad about myself. I was a little bit worried about that. And then also I thought, okay, is she going to work me out so hard to where um, I can't move? Like I'm sore for weeks or I get hurt. And so I was very pleased to see that, first of all, there was no guilt. There was no shame. Like you adapted everything so it would be at my level. And I did, I felt empowered and encouraged. I did not feel bad about myself. So that's a huge compliment to you because I was a little intimidated, not going to lie. I've got you, girl. I would never guilt you and shame (laughs) you. I appreciate it. I appreciate it. But, you know, I bring that up because a lot of trainers do. Yeah. A lot of they, they they play off that guilt and that shame. And what I've seen in talking with women every single day, women feel guilty and ashamed enough They don't need anyone else making them feel guilty and ashamed. They need someone to make them feel empowered like they can do that, like they can do this. And so you have done that for me. And then the other aspect that I just alluded to is the way we've done our workouts is, yes, I've gotten sore sometimes, but there's never been a time where I've gotten injured and I haven't been so sore to where I was like, I never want to work out again, which kind of defeats the purpose, right? So I think we've been very strategic um, and I love that. So uh, let's, let's get back into cardio versus strength training and boosting your metabolism. Yeah, so... You know, a lot of people, whenever they want to lose weight, like they're trying to slim down for their wedding or whatever, a lot of people go straight for the cardio. They go for the elliptical machine or the treadmill or they go run lots of miles. And yes, that will burn calories and you will lose weight. But the difference between cardio and strength training is that cardio is more of a short-term metabolism booster. Okay. Whereas strength training is a long-term. So what you're doing is you're putting on muscle. And muscle burns more calories than fat. 
So that's why you and I could be the same exact weight. But if your um, body fat percentage is lower than mine, which means you have more muscle than me, your body will burn more calories just resting, your basal metabolic rate. So if we're thinking about long-term boosting your metabolism for the rest of your life, you want to put on muscle. And I'm not talking about bulking up and going crazy because a lot of women, they do worry about getting bulky. But I'll tell you right now, it is hard to get bulky. Okay. (laughs) You see CrossFitters that are bulky. Those CrossFitters are putting in hours a day of training. And people try hard to get bulky. So you don't have to worry about getting bulky. But yeah, so muscle is the best way to boost your metabolism. Okay. Such a fantastic answer. And I like how you put that. Cardio is for that short-term metabolism boost. And um, strength is for that long-term metabolism boost because uh, muscle just burns more calories. And that's what we need uh, long-term. So uh, let's dig in a little bit with the cardio. And let's talk about HIIT training. Because I know HIIT training is supposed to be fantastic to boost your metabolism uh, in the short-term. So tell us a little bit more about HIIT training. Yeah, so basically HIIT training, it's high-intensity interval training. And, you know, it's pretty popular where like if people would say Tabata is HIIT training okay, or um, pretty much it just means you have bursts of powerful movement, whatever that be. And then you're supposed to take time to rest. So it's an interval where you work and then you rest. Um, the tricky thing is a lot of people don't do it right. So a lot of people pretty much just go hard. They don't really rest. Uh, okay. So the key and is resting in between. Yeah. So, I mean, we need to go back to performance. Think about performance and don't think about calories. Okay. So you and I, when we went sprinting yesterday, we work really hard because our goal is to be more powerful and to be faster. Yes. That's what our goal is when we're sprinting. Um, And then we rested for one to two minutes at least, because if you don't rest, you're not going to be able to put out a max effort on your next rep or set. Okay. So... I would rather, I mean, well, the whole point of HIT is that you go hard, it's max effort, you take a break, you rest up, and then you've given your body the ability to go max effort again. Whereas if we don't rest, we, you can't go max effort. You know, it's physiologically not possible to, you know, sprint for a mile, say. You can sprint for, you know, we did 15 seconds, yeah. and then you take a break, and you go again. I love it. Okay. Hey, listeners, I just want y'all to, can I emphasize that? Because I'm real proud of myself. She said that we were sprinting yesterday. Me, I was sprinting. And that's because of Kaylee, because this girl doesn't sprint. But you know what? Now I do. So I'm just proud of myself for being out there and uh, and, and focusing on this, trying to boost my metabolism. So we talked to- You're a baller. I mean, I'm trying my best. I'm trying my best to be a baller. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds so funny even coming out of my mouth. Um, okay, so uh, I want us to I want you to give some tips, some very quick tips for strength training at home because I think sometimes we're stuck in, oh my goodness, I know I need to do some strength training, but like I don't, I don't I'm not going to the gym, I don't have time to go to the gym. What are some strength training exercises that can be done at home with resistance bands or body weight, et cetera? Give us some examples of that. For sure. Um yeah, I would say if you don't train very much, I would say obviously start slow, start easy. And body weight can go a long way. It really can. We have some foundational movements like push-ups, 
and squats and pull-ups and um but a little weight goes a long way too if you were just to get some you know 20 25 pound dumbbells we're not we're not getting any of these like three pound dumbbells five pound dumbbells like these don't do anything okay guys i need y'all to get some 20 to 25 pound dumbbells or kettlebells and there's like some foundational movements you know that this will really help you when you're thinking about when you go to the gym again, if you do, or if you're training at home and you don't have a program, just you want to go back to foundational human movements. So some of them are push-ups, and there's plenty of variations, and we can talk about variations if you want, but push-ups, pull-ups, um, squats, deadlifts, and planks are really good ones. Um, those are some really good starters. Okay, you know? that's great. But, so also don't be scared when I say pull-ups. I know that scares Jen. Yes, One day that I was saying that in our training session, I was like, we're doing pull-ups today. But you can do variations. Like, <laughs> you can use a band to help you. My variation you looked very it. different from your variation. <laughs> no, we did the same thing, Jen. <laughs> But what we did the other day was it's a feet assisted pull up. So what you do is you have, um, we had a bar on a rack, like you would squat. So if you were going to get under the bar, but instead of, um, so we held on to that as if it were a pull up bar and then you keep your feet on the ground. So then if you can't do a pull up with just your arms, you can allow your feet to assist you in the pull up, however much you need them. Um, and there are plenty, if you were just to look that up in YouTube, yeah. assisted pull up, you could find plenty of videos, but don't, don't worry about doing anything crazy because body weight goes a long way it really whenever does. you're at home. It really does. <clears throat> okay. So you and I have focused a lot. I noticed this from the very beginning when we started working out, you focused a lot on joint mobility. So tell our listeners like, what is that and why is it so important? Yeah, joint mobility. Well, I mean, mobility first is just, so the difference between mobility and flexibility is flexibility is a passive movement. So if we were to just touch our toes, it's very passive. You know, you're just leaning down. You're not really doing anything. Whereas mobility is active. So it's you trying to find your end range, you know, yourself instead of just leaning into it. It's not static. Um, but mobility, you know, paired with strength is what really makes a durable human. Like that's what, you know, prevents injury because you don't want to be the kind of person that, you know, gets pushed over and you fall on the sidewalk and you just break you. I mean, hopefully that never happens first of right. all, <laughs> you want to be like a rubber band. You want to snap back and not pop. Um, but we've been doing a lot of joint mobility um, just because it's, you know, points on your body that go unattended and they don't get any attention because, I mean, that's just life. You know, some things fall, fall to the wayside. So, I mean, I got this mobility, this joint mobility thing from phase six and they're really cool um, couple and they put together workouts and stuff. But we pretty much just go through every joint in the body and we just take it through its its range. So 
We do our wrists. We go back and forth with the wrists. We do wrist circles. Um, we go to the neck. We go, you know, ear to shoulder. And then we go up and down. So it's it's really just going through every single joint, giving it a little bit of attention, and letting the blood flow to those areas. Because whenever we sit all day, or even if we were to stand all day, um, it just things get stagnant. And I think that the best way to prevent injury is, you know, to be, <laughs> I can't think of the word, <laughs> proactive, to be proactive yeah, definitely. and to take care of things before things break. Yeah. That's why we do joint mobility. Oh, I love it. And I like how you said mobility plus strength equals durability. And as women age, this is really our goal. We want to be durable. Like we want to be able to like stay away from injury. We want to be able to like enjoy life, have fun and not worry with injuries and all these aches and pains. And I think this mobility combined with strength um, is the way to go. And and I find the joint mobility, of course, that's the time that we kind of catch up and we chit chat, right? And I mean, it's very relaxing. It's very fun. So I think it's such an important part. And I know that that is something that was definitely missing when I was working out before without you. So I love that we've included that. Um, as we as we start to wrap up, will you provide just a word of encouragement to our listeners as we close? For sure. Um, love to have a word of encouragement. You know, I think that the thing that people really get stuck on whenever they are thinking about nutrition or fitness or honestly anything is we get in this mindset of all or none. You know, if I can't do an hour workout today, you know, I just, I'm not going to do a workout. You know, I think that the most important thing to think about is just do a little bit yes, every day. Yes. Let it accumulate. And that's really the best way to get started. Don't, don't worry about an hour workout. Don't worry about a full day of eating perfectly clean foods. You know, just focus on what you can do. And sometimes that's just going for a walk or that's just doing a 10 to 15 minute workout because those things make a really big impact whenever you do them every day. So I think that's the biggest thing to focus on, especially whenever people are starting their fitness slash health journey and trying to learn more. Just start where you are. You're not going to know everything now, but what you do know, do it. And as you learn more, then you can implement new things into your life. But don't overwhelm yourself and just start small. Oh, I love it. Start where you are. That is the perfect I think that's a perfect word of advice because I know typically when I get overwhelmed, I shut down. So I think it's such a great encouraging word for all of us. Just start where you are and you can build on that. Just a little bit makes a difference. So Kaylee, this has just been fantastic. I knew it would be. I mean, I knew it would, but um, I'm glad we've been able to like kind of take a lot of our conversations on a daily basis and put it in a podcast because I knew people, I knew my friends would benefit from this. So thank you for your time today. And I know that my listeners may want to get in touch with you. So please tell them where they can find you. Yeah, so my Instagram is at built by intention, but it's built dot by dot intention. And then my website's kayleyburton.com. Um, you can spell it out on your on your um, description. Yeah, definitely. But also, I wanted to point out, Jen and I have been doing a mobility evening each Sunday at, um, at sunset. 
So if there's anybody close to us, we would love to have y'all come out and chat with us. Um, super casual. It's more about the, the conversation yes. in the community than it is about um, fitness. But so yeah, Instagram, my website. I love it. And I'm so glad you told them about our little sunset joint mobility. It's so relaxing. It's like the perfect way to conclude the weekend and start your week. Like it's the perfect thing. So if you're local, you can join us. And um, I'm, I'm glad you told everybody about that, Kaylee. Thank you for joining us today, girl. I appreciate it. Thank you. I just love Kaylee's perspective on exercise. I just think that it's just fantastic. It's been such a huge benefit to me. So I hope you enjoyed that today. Now, listen, as we wrap up, I want to make sure you know there's a place of tremendous value to you. I want to make sure that you don't miss out. It's a Facebook group, a community of women who struggle just like you do and desperately want to take control of their health. We're in this together. There is no need for you to struggle alone. There is so much support and encouragement and accountability in this group. Every week, I go live and I answer your health-related questions. This week, Kaylee and I will go live together and answer your exercise questions. So be sure and be a part of this group. To access this group right now, go to bit.ly forward slash FM Women's Wellness. Again, that's bit.ly forward slash FM Women's Wellness. I will make it really easy and put the link right here in the show notes. And then, of course, when we post it on social media, so you can access that group and be a part of this amazing group of women. May is Mental Health Month, and it is so important for us as women to talk about our mental and emotional health and not to put that off. So next week, I'm going there and I'm going to share with you my personal struggles in this area. I'm not going to lie. I'm nervous about this. I would rather everyone think I have it all together, but that's not the reality. And I know that it's so important for us to be honest with each other in our struggles. And I've certainly learned some amazing coping strategies that have helped me. And I think they might help you too. So I want to share those with you. So join me next week for that. Until then, remember, like we talked about today, all movement matters. If you're getting started back with your exercise journey and you need somebody cheering you on, hey, message us and let us know what you've accomplished this week and the fact that you've been moving. And hey, remember, if you're struggling on your health journey, I'm here for you. You're not alone. So until next week, have a healthy and happy day. Bye, y'all.